everyone. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Rebecca Yusan with EXP Realty, and I'm here with Haristo Georgiev, also with EXP Realty. And he has agreed to allow me to interview him um, because we want to know all about his real estate experience and how that all got started and where he is now. So Haristo, thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me. So let's get started. Haristo, tell me how long you've been a realtor and which markets you serve. So in March, it will be officially nine years as a licensed realtor. Um, I actually started investing in 2008. So going on 14 years uh, on the investing side. I got my uh, license actually to be a better investor um, and um, from there it just kind of took a, a life of its own. Uh, I'm in the Michigan marketplace just outside of Detroit so I serve Oakland County, Wayne County, Macomb County, a couple other surrounding ones maybe for friends and family. I try not, uh, try not to go too far out as there's plenty of <laughs> work to keep me busy in the, those three counties and um, yeah so um, almost 10 years uh, as a licensed agent. Uh, serving the retail side. I love it. Okay. So you became a realtor so you could become a better investor. So what led you to become an investor? Um, <laughs> kind of by chance, actually. So I was working for a software development company uh, right out of high school. I thought that's my dream job. Um, I mean, I always had the passion for computers, built my first one when I was around 11 years old. So um, I got to do that, got to experience something that, you know, appealed to me greatly. And as the real estate market was collapsing, my parents drove by a house in our city and they're like, I can't believe that house is $70,000. So like, wait a minute, there's a house in our city for $70,000. Like, I think I can afford that. And then from there, I just, that one was sold. I called on it, it had, uh, it was pending, but when we got in touch with a realtor. Um, started looking for properties. So I purchased my first rental when I was 21 years old. I understood passive income. Um, I understood multiple streams of income. So I stayed at my job and just again, began to learn more about investing in real estate. And I knew that I would ultimately get my license one day so I could be a better, um, uh, better investor. I just didn't realize that I could take the classes uh, online. So I thought I had to take like a vacation to go do the real estate classes. So that held me uh, back for a little bit uh, longer, I guess five more years. But um, once I found out, uh, basically I got my license and that was the main reason. I just wanted to be able to write my own contracts. I wanted access to the MLS. I wanted to be able to speak the language, communicate with fellow realtors, obviously benefit from saving on commissions when purchasing, benefit from saving on commissions when selling. So just a lot of uh, kind of benefits to being a realtor on the investor side. And uh, as I mentioned, since then, I, I just, you know, I've done some business, started with referrals here and there. And um, now, you know, we get to do a couple million plus uh, a year on the retail side as well, along with uh, what, what we're doing on the investing side. That's awesome. So you're really developing your multiple streams of income. Absolutely. So many agents um, that are my age say, I wish I would have known about this when I was your age at 21. So that's really impressive that you had the foresight and you just knew that that's where you needed to go to have a big life. So good for you. That's great. So back in your first year of real estate, tell me what that was like. Like, how did you learn how to do showings and get clients and how did you get going? So 
um, I think I was fortunate enough to uh, again have worked with realtors who had taken me on some showings um, to see how that looked and I guess it doesn't necessarily mean that I was seeing it from people doing it at the highest level or doing it the best way possible. So um, when I got my license, I didn't really, I, I wasn't at a brokerage or an office that offered, I, I think the hands-on training that I have now discovered that some offices and some brokerages do offer. So really I was just out on my own. I was showing houses that, you know, kind of based on what I felt and what, what I thought felt natural and what, what I thought were the key points. And again, what was important to me to a certain degree as an investor, because I had seen hundreds of houses before I ever walked into one as a, as a realtor. So um, yeah, my first four years really, I, and I don't know if I could name drop the brokerage. I was um, at a big franchise, Century 21. If it needs to be edited out, we can edit that out. But again, nothing <laughs> against the company. I just, no. I wasn't I wasn't at a place where, again, it was uh, what I know now is that there's much better compensation plans, much better setup. So um, in that particular environment, I, I did a lot of learning on my own. So um, having to do a lot of things the hard way, they're just, it wasn't a lot of um, support, a lot of training available to the agent. So again, first year, I was blessed. Uh, I, I, as soon as I got my license, I had, um, I think I did six transactions my first six months, all referral deals. Uh, I didn't know about cold calling. I didn't know about lead generating, prospecting until I actually go to the other brokers that I was recruited to four years into my uh, career. So. Um, uh, it was it, for me it was okay uh, again i was blessed i, I did enough you know, business on the investing side i was fortunate enough i had some referrals so it wasn't one of these nightmare stories where you know no deals or anything like that no i had some business however i didn't necessarily have the training or the support that i could have benefited from and i probably could have done twice that volume or you know learned some of these things a lot quicker if there were kind of mentor figures and um, coaches earlier on, which uh, I'm blessed to have quite a few of those uh, around me now. So you do have a lot of those now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So in that first year, did you have to have another job? To support um, yourself? So actually, I, I guess, yeah, you could say that uh, my, my brother-in-law has a roofing business. So on weekends, uh, I'd go roof with him. And while doing, uh, after being licensed, we had a few projects we were doing, obviously flipping houses. Um, um, I did some wholesales even at that time. So basically, I guess if you want to call that an additional job, yeah, we were doing some work to the houses. I was doing a few, uh, I guess, side construction projects here and there. Um, so yeah, uh, you, you could say that. And again, I'm big on multiple streams of income. So whether it's kind of job or different projects, just to, to kind of generate additional income, I'm always open to that. But definitely though, those first years, uh, I think it was a lot more hands-on projects and kind of the manual labor, which it, it appeals to me. I mean, I don't mind my suit, but uh, I joke, I have this suit, I have a paint suit, I have, you know, some dirtier clothes. I do rehab uh, <laughs> when we do rehab the houses in. so. Um, I, I absolutely don't mind rolling up the sleeves and again, we were fortunate enough to be doing things and developing, I think, even skills that, you know, now we've done a few roofs on our rental property. So it's my brother-in-law and I, and again, we're just getting the benefit from some of these skills uh, that we have and, you know, kind of developed along the way. Mm -hmm. I love that. So you basically took your skills that you already have and just made the best of everything and you just did what you had to do to get going. So I love that for well, sure. Thank you. Thank you. So this business can be very up and down. 
you think you have something going and then at the last minute everything falls apart so i lots of times say it's manic depressant business <laughs> so has there ever been a time that you've wanted to quit <laughs> um quit no i've definitely had uh, a few challenges um even on the investing side i have a story the last property i purchased with an agent before i got my license to represent myself bought on a quick claim deed didn't know enough about quick claim deeds to realize what i'm purchasing so i bought a property with two liens for a hundred thousand dollars so um the property cost me 18 grand i was selling it for uh, i think around like 40 grand so and then i find out find out during that title process that it's you know 100 grand so um uh, very tough challenge basically i was told i had two options i found the third option that ended up working i got one of the largest lenders in um the country to quick claim the two two liens back to me <laughs> so again it was a long process um it was an incredible challenge and while going through it it wasn't fun it wasn't pleasant however um I, I knew that at the end of the day i mean i i hit a few brick walls there we just had to figure out how do we get through them how we go around them how when we go beyond them or whatever the situation so um that was a really nice test and that that happened pretty early on so uh, i think that was 2014 um and just it, it was a great test i mean i saw it for what it was and ultimately i believe in god so it was god saying hey these are some of the things you may deal with here. If you're not going to be okay with that, then go, you know, find yourself a nice comfy job or office or whatever you want to do. But this, these are some of the challenges you're going to have here. So we overcame that. That was on the investing side. I've had, this is maybe four years ago, five years ago on the retail side, I had a series of very challenging deals. It was two or three uh, deals where, you know, we, we got through and then it's just like, man, am I doomed? Am I cursed to have these? And, you know, like just a little frustration. And, had a moment of clarity I mean, almost an epiphany. It's like, I'm not doomed, I'm not cursed. God is sending me these people because he trusts that, you know, I'm patient enough, I'm, I'm capable, I'm tough enough to help them get through. Because yeah, there's some people who everything, paperwork, well, employment, everything's in order. It's an easy process from offer to closing. And there's some people who may need a little bit more handholding, who may need uh, a little bit of kind of care and patience. So that's how I took it. I was like, well, I'm not cursed, I'm not doomed. You know, these are some of the people, but I've absolutely experienced challenges. Um, I don't think this is necessarily an easy business to be in. Um, I don't think it's for everybody. And statistically that shows, I mean, we have one of the largest revolving doors, eight to nine uh, uh, out of 10 people who get their license won't be licensed within five years. So I think it speaks for itself. I mean, the, the fact that it's so lucrative and for the people who do go on to succeed and the people who are persistent and committed enough to reap the benefits of being in this industry long-term, I think that makes it look very appealing to everybody kind of on the sidelines. And I think, oh, you just get your license, you go put some signs in front of houses, you start making some money. That's that's not the case. However, um, you know, for those of us who overcome the challenges and for those of us who feel that this is home, this is where we, we need to be again, this is where our purpose is, this is where our passion lies. And um, yeah, I think all the challenges and anything that comes our way, it's, it, we can overcome it. And it's just like life is challenging at times. So whatever we're doing, I think there's going to be moments and situations where life may, you know, may, may make you feel like your, your back's against the wall or, you know, but um, I, I don't believe in quitting. And this is not something that, again, I, I know that it's the right industry for me, both on the investing side. I love what I do on the retail side. Um, now with the team building aspect, it's, it's incredible and what we get to do here. So um, no, and for the people who are having some of those thoughts, I, I say just keep pushing. 
Um, so um, it, it's definitely, it's an industry where it takes persistence. And again, um, because it's not instant gratification and what we do today, we may not see the result for 30, 60, 90 days, and maybe even longer, depending on you know, the situation. I think that can be challenging for a lot of people. Um, so I've, I've had my share of tests. I, I don't think, you know, I've seen necessarily the greatest challenges or whatever it is. And I think this industry is going to present other challenges. But for me, I, I already know that this is where I need to be. I understand it as a wealth building vehicle and what I can do again with through the ownership of real estate, not just the sales and the retail side of it. So I, I don't I don't foresee myself ever exiting either the investing space or being a licensed realtor. So, um, I, I mean, it's just too great of a benefit for what I'm doing that to maintain my license and to continue to serve uh, the public and my clients on the retail side as well. Yeah. So you definitely see a bigger picture even than what you have right now. You see that there's even more for you. I, I would say so. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people know right now, if you don't know this, I don't know where you've been, but we have low inventory right now and it's a real struggle for buyers. So tell me what challenges you're facing right now because of this market, this market. Um, I think a lot of the same thing. So I have a few buyers. We are just, I mean, as soon as something pops up, we're making sure we're going, we're scheduling. We've written a couple offers on things and we're just getting beat. And a few of them, you know, we're, we're writing offers as strong as they possibly can, kind of at the top of their budget. So it, it's frustrating. Um, and I think it's frustrating for the buyer, for you and I as the professionals and seeing this every day, it's easier to understand when we realize that, hey, these are historically low inventories. This is, I mean, it's crazy, right? Like the people that I speak with, nobody has seen anything like this. So it's easier for you and I to understand and kind of communicating and educating the buyer. That can be, I think, a little bit of a challenge. and. Um, so that that in and of itself, just I mean, this complete lack of inventory, but it's not unique. Uh, I'm not experiencing, I don't think, anything that nobody else is seeing. However, at the same time, that doesn't mean that people aren't still buying homes, selling homes. So we just have to, and it's this, I've heard it a thousand times, I've read it a thousand times. So again, there's always homes being sold and bought. It's just a matter of shifting um, strategy. So certain things that work in the market five ten years ago aren't going to work today so we're seeing all these crazy offers with you know appraisal waivers appraisal bridges um something i personally don't recommend but the uh, waiving inspections um so um just it's it's an entirely different market um it's um as far as uh, i think i'm not sure if you asked this part yeah, i'm looking at the, the next question uh so the, the outlook of the market honestly yeah. so um curious to know what you think it's gonna be yeah, as far as my outlook, um, we know that the, the interest rate is rising. We've already seen it start to jump up. So that just if that continues, we know that that's going to eliminate some buyers out of the buyer pool. So simply, again, just less buyers means less competition. So less uh, the sellers have less uh, potential offers coming in. So I think that will, could naturally cause um, um, a potential slowdown in the market. However, I was at a seminar at the end of 2018 where that was the theme, how to thrive in a shifting market, because we were talking about the exact same thing here. We were expecting that in 2019, that interest rate will go up, which would literally create the same scenario, right? It would limit the amount of buyers. So somebody who could potentially afford a house today with the current rates will not be able to, maybe if their mortgage goes up $100, $200, 
people on fixed income don't know how and are, can't get an extra $200 a month if all of a sudden now that same house is going to cost them that much more. So the reality is if these factors do in fact come into play, which we are seeing that that is the case, the, the interest rate is starting to trend upwards. We think it's going to go higher. So a lot of folks who, again, are kind of on that <laughs> that edge and they can afford it today because the rate is so low, they won't be able to. So some of these buyers leaving the buyer pool, again, less buyers, less competition. Um, this means that the sellers, again, won't continue to get these incredible appreciating prices and there won't be, again, these uh, uh, highest and best. Um, but that's that's just if if this continues if we see another halt in the interest rate or maybe again another surprise uh, going back down then i think we'll, we'll continue to see this crazy market um but for for us as agents I, I think it's important to just again know know what we need to to do in order to get business in whatever whatever the the the, the market is and it's just you, you got to be out there you have to be hustling you have to be working you have to you know be making your calls or what, whatever the method of lead generation is i know we, we live in a world where it's not necessarily the old traditional way of prospecting and just cold calling I mean, social media is an incredible tool these um, video apps and all these tools i mean the, the next generation of buyers and sellers that's where they are so if we can figure out how to harness that i think we'll be okay um the the economy as a whole obviously plays a major role into our market i think the world is at a very interesting place there's a lot of stuff going on at home abroad um locally again just on the other side of the border north of us uh, and you know just uh so i think there, there's a lot of things um that can happen that can you know just change what, whatever the trajectory trajectory or the course is but at the end of the day, I think naturally that if the interest rate continues to rise, we are going to see a little bit of a slowdown in the market simply because less people will be able to uh, afford a home um, with higher interest rates and higher monthly payments. But okay. we're going to be OK. Again, I think for, for those of us who have been around long enough to at least figure out how to get business, how to go out there and serve our clients, we're going to be OK. Well, we may have to adjust, shift a little bit. And the reality is, again, if certain streams of business are kind of drying up or not necessarily flowing at the rate they were, this is why we get back to, again, it's good to have multiple streams of income. It's important not to rely on just one source of business. It's important. And again, I'm really big on figuring out how do we serve the same client and provide more value to them, solve more problems for them so where we can potentially generate more from solving a, working with the same same client. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that's kind of, you know, my two cents on that. <laughs> I love it. You're, I totally agree with all of that. So, yep. Awesome. Okay. So when I know when I first got started into real estate, I, I thought I knew a lot, but I really didn't. So when I am helping new agents now, I always tell them, you don't even know what you don't even know. Yep. Yep. So I agree. you're going to figure that out. And sometimes it's going to be painful. <laughs> so when you you're not with your first brokerage anymore, mm -hmm. but when you were trying to figure out which brokerage to go with, how did you figure that out? How did that happen? So as I mentioned, I was already uh, working somewhere. Um, every day on my way to work, I would drive by like multiple real estate brokerages. A few of them were in shopping plazas, you know, like big kind of um parking lots and everything if you were in like office building complexes 
And then there was this one, Century 21 standalone, beautiful white building just by itself, nice big sign. I was like, okay, that's the one I'll go to. So when I was ready to start, you know, taking the classes and all this stuff on one of my lunch breaks, I actually stopped at uh, that office just to chat with somebody and say, hey, okay, I'm interested in getting my license. Basically, what do I do next? So the broker sat down with me and I'm sure he's super excited to have, you know, somebody walk in the door and say, hi, I want to get licensed and, you know, let me make you some money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you strictly chose your brokerage on curb appeal. At 100%. Yeah, it, it just looked like the nicest uh, building. It just looked like they're doing something right here. Uh, and 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 here's the funny thing, you know, and then he starts explaining. He's like, okay, so you're going to pay for the licensing class. You got to pay board fees. You got to pay um, uh, MLS fees. Uh, and then there's this, you know, monthly fee, whatever they had there. And then he's like, it's 50-50 split. We have a royalty fee too that never goes away. And uh, at first I'm like slapping a face. I'm like, whoa, whoa, there's all these thousands of dollars, which again, I'm okay with it. Just like, I mean, people go to college, spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, get a piece of paper, and then they practice whatever it is that they went to school generally. So I get it. Just like any other business, there's an investment. And the reality is, I think this is one of the lowest cost kind of thresholds for a business where you can have unlimited income. But the, the, the point being is, um, um, you know, I, I sat down with him. He basically told me, here's what you need to do. You can come back and, you know, you can work for me, obviously, which is incredibly exciting. That's what brokers want. Brokers want new agents. They want talent. And for somebody to just walk in you know, off the street, it's about as good as it gets for them. It's, a, you know, it costs them zero dollars to basically recruit me. So yeah. Um, I started there. Um, like I said, I, I didn't know enough about commissions. I knew that that's what I understood agents are in. I knew that agents had one source of income. They sell a house, commission, you work with the buyer, commission, uh, you work with renters, what, what, whatever the case is. As real estate agents, I understood that that was basically the only source of income, just earning a commission. So. Um, I was still focusing on the investing side. He was giving me a break on my uh, commission when I was listing or buying my own property. So I thought I was doing okay. I was doing some business as I mentioned on the side. So it didn't really occur to me that I'm giving away way more than I should be um, since none of that business was generated by the brokerage or anything like that. It was strictly 100% people who knew me. They had real estate needs. They chose to work with me. I could have been at any brokerage in the world. They still would have worked with me. And here I was giving 50% away of my commission. And excuse me, um, I believe 58 actually, because there was an 8% royalty fee uh, there that never went away. So <laughs> um, and I didn't know better. I thought that that's what all these other brokerages are charging. I thought it's a 50-50 split. Not the case. <laughs> but, so you didn't know what you didn't know. Yep. And so you say you didn't get a lot of training when you first started, but I wonder, is that partially because now you know how to access so much training or was there any kind of a class or a book or anything that you were given to learn how to write a contract, how to negotiate? Was there anything you were given by your brokerage? Um, no. And again, it's a franchise. So um, there were some agents in there who were doing maybe in like five to seven. I think the top producer was doing uh, under $10 million there. So I had a few agents who I guess I could go to. And when I had a question, and I did, I had one of the top producers uh, answer a few of my questions. I wrote my first listing agreement ever. It was for my older sister's condo. So I remember sitting down with the window and I was like, look, 
this is very important like please make sure i just wrote this correctly so you sat down looked it over it's like yep it looks good so we listed it and um but no i haven't necessarily there wasn't there was like a weekly meeting uh, but nothing no kind of designated classes and when i went to this other brokerage after that i was recruited and my mind was blown just because there was training and i did some brokers that a lot of agents have gone through and been trained at and i'm blessed to be at another brokerage now where all those coaches and trainers are actually here with us now too so <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome but um, all the cream uh, rises to the top right there you go <laughs> so um I don't think a lot of people realize this, but as your real estate career evolves, your role in real estate changes. How, what is your role now compared to when you first started? Like, what's your focus every day? Um, it's, a, it's a good question. And still, obviously, I still work with uh, some folks on the retail side. Um, uh, and, and this is interesting because I'm actually at the first brokerage where I'm incentivized to sell real estate. I was just telling this to somebody. So when I was at Century 21, I never really cared to sell a bunch of houses on the retail side of it. When I was at Keller Williams, which is the second brokerage that recruited me, um, I never really cared to sell 30, 40 houses um, with Keller on the retail side. I mean, I cared about owning 30, 40 houses, owning 100 houses. So that's where my interest has always been. And now that I'm at EXP Realty, I'm actually incentivized to sell real estate thanks to our ICOM program. I think it's one of the most incredible things in real estate. So now I have an incentive to actually go out there and serve a lot of people on the retail side. So I've never seen an award like this. I've never seen anything like this offered to the agent. So genuinely, just because of that, now I'm going to make a, a greater effort. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to cold call. I'm going to um, lead generate. I'm going to prospect just so I can accomplish this and show to other agents that, hey, look, this is possible. Selling a bunch of real estate was never necessarily my focus. Again, I'll say this all day. I, I'm an investor. That was my, that's what brought me into this industry. I love what I do on the retail side. However, I was more than happy just serving the people who knew me purely from referral basis. I mean, up to this point, I haven't really had to make outbound calls to generate business. So far, I've been blessed. Again, I've done enough business with some folks who are happy to refer people. So, so that's my point. But as far as that evolution, uh, now I have something, I have an incentive, I have a reason to actually grow my retail side of the business and go out there. And it's not even all I just want the award. And by the way, this is way bigger than just that beautiful glass award they give us $16,000 in company stock, which I think is, again, just an incredible, incredible incentive. Um, so as far as how my business has evolved, we are still growing um, the, the investment portfolio. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you while we were in Florida. My sister and I, we had a chance of meeting. She's a fellow real estate agent here at EXP. So we're going to be closing on a, a duplex here in a couple of weeks. So we're growing the portfolio. It's my first one. So I'm super thrilled. And um, yeah, we have what uh, we're also making an effort and uh, focusing on building the, the team. Uh, of course, what we have here with um, EXP, this opportunity to build global teams, which most people, I think it takes them a second to wrap their head around myself included, just because traditionally the only team you could ever build is geographically confined. So if you're fortunate enough to be in a big market where I am, I'm in Detroit, I think there's 20,000 plus agents in, in our in our area here. So. That, that's awesome. I can start a team. I can start a brokerage. And if I'm, my value proposition is strong enough, I can attract some agents so I can leverage. However, 
nobody up until EXP comes along has had this global global level where for $149 you can join this company and you can start building a team whether it's in your local market here in Michigan or business partners in Canada or Mexico or any of these other countries that we're opening up so um, that's a big part of the evolution and again understanding passive streams of income this residual form of income that's available here to simply building teams so this is it's it's mind-blowing it really is it's an entirely different way and as i mentioned at the beginning going into this industry getting my license i understood the agent to have one compensation just the commission so the fact that there's a company out here that allows me to do the exact same thing that i was doing in country 21 same thing I was doing at Keller Williams, same thing I would do if I was at Berkshire, if I was a Coldwell banker, if I was at a local mom and pop, the same thing I would do if I opened my own brokerage and I was getting 100% of my own uh, labor, which I can get 100% at EXP, by the way, uh, once, we, once we get 100%. Yeah. But the, the point is that the, the business the business, selling real estate is the same. It's just the model of this and what we're doing. Again, the evolution, it's now grow, growing a global team. So that's a big part of what we're doing. Um, again, EXP is changing my life. It's changing my family's life. As I mentioned, my sister's already in the business. She's 19 years old, going to be 20 uh, on Friday here. And she has a downline and business partners, I think uh, five people already in her organization, a few more taking the test. So this is incredible. But we can't do this anywhere else. So again, these are this is basically what we're working on now. We're still going to serve the public. We're so happy to work with buyers, sellers, investors, um, landlords. However, we're we're more than happy to continue building relationships with uh, fellow agents and just opening their eyes to what's available. Because I was that agent at one point, as I mentioned, I was very eager to come here, thinking I knew enough to you know get started and whatnot, which I did. I got in here. I bumped my head against the wall more, more times than I should have. And again, it goes back to not having mentors, not having coaches. But this is the beauty of coming over to a company where you have people who are financially invested in you. So they're eager to help you grow. And as I win, they win. So wait a minute, who do you think wants me to win at a very high level? All of my business partners, <laughs> the people who are financially invested in me, they want me to win at the highest possible level. So it's incredible to have these sort of people beside you and teaching you and want you to grow. So truly, I'm, I'm just incredibly excited about what's to come. And as, as this thing continues to, to grow, ultimately, yeah, the evolution is um, build out the portfolio and continue to build, you know, the, the EXP organization. Yeah. And I just have to say, your success does not have any direct impact on my success or my future. But the culture of this company is we get to be excited for our partners. Mm -hmm. And I love all these people that I'm meeting. I get to watch you and your sister and your whole team succeed. And I get to celebrate that because I truly, I can just be excited and I don't really be jealous um, because we all know there's plenty of business to go around. And if we work together, the sky is the limit. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> Same, same, no, really, and then uh, you hit it right on, I mean, you know, right on the head. It's this collaboration. I haven't seen anything like this. 
and um, it, it's incredible. People from different marketplaces, people from the same marketplaces, are collaborating, sharing ideas, and it, it's just it, it's a beautiful thing. And again, I think we we briefly touched on this, but I, I think EXP is going to continue to attract talent and continue to attract good people, people who again are more than happy with others winning. And it's it's an abundance mindset, right? So if you operate from a scarcity mindset, you might think, oh well they're going to take my business they're going to take my agent we just crossed over seventy-five thousand agents today about the announcement so with, with the mission of having five hundred thousand in the next you know five years i mean there's no shortage of agents here so I, I love it i love this collaboration and as far as business goes i mean we know that but there's there's homes being sold as long as you're out there as long as you're calling lead generating whatever whatever however you generate your business as long as you're doing those activities you're going to get business so I, I love it. And again, I love this sharing of information, this collaboration. So I'm, I'm with you there 100%. You've been telling us about your niches and what you enjoy doing. But I want to know, there are some days that you do things that you like better than others. Okay. So on those days that you wake up and you're so excited that you get to do X for that day, what is that X that you just can't wait to get out of bed for? Um, hmm, I guess it's a, it's, it's a variety of things. Uh, uh, so uh, I, I do like, like for example, on Sunday I went, uh, met with a, a seller, um, actually for that duplex, we had uh, some documents to sign. So, so that was awesome for me. I, I love going out there, meeting, you know, getting deals under contract. Um, I like this team building stuff. It, it really is. A, it's very exciting. Um, we just had a, a new gentleman uh, come on board last week. He's already bringing an agent to come talk to us tomorrow. So it, it's that's that's really exciting. And I realize how that affects my life. And I understand, you know, the downline and all that. However, the truly rewarding part is watching it click for somebody else. And the gentleman that just joined my team, like um, I met him through Instagram. I had invited him to a few events and just, you know, I kept inviting, I kept inviting. And when he met, he met me at my office, he came there and then that, that's all it took. I mean, he saw what we were doing. He saw when we explained to him a little bit about the structure, we explained to him the additional streams of revenue that are available here and it clicked, right? So the next time we met, he was basically ready to onboard. We onboard him, he looks me in the eyes and says, thank you for inviting me here. That's the most rewarding thing in the world, I kid you not. Like, I haven't made a penny off of that, by the way, because uh, again, he's joined until he sells. I, I don't, the, the way this all works, right? So I don't want people thinking, well, he joined, I, I got paid some sign-up bonus. No, this gentleman just onboarded. He's starting his you know, journey with the XP and it, it's the most incredible thing. So I, I think r really that's that's probably one of the, the most exciting things to look forward And again. I know what, how that benefits me. I know what that means in my downline and having an additional person and how awesome and incredible that is for me. And it is, it's humbling, it's rewarding, you know, for somebody to choose me. But when you see that in their eyes and when, when you realize that that's what we're doing, we're sharing an opportunity with people that ultimately changes lives. And this is, this is what's so incredible here. This is way bigger than real estate. And yeah, we're gonna sell real estate. We're gonna go out there. We're gonna solve the, serve the public. However, we're changing our fellow agents' lives. So I think out of stuff that I get to do with my rentals and all these things, that's probably my favorite thing right now. It's just really helping people see that. And then when you see a click for them or when, you know, when they when they thank you for for inviting them, it, it, it's incredible. <laughs> I know, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. 
So I want to know the typical day for Haristo. What does that look like? Okay, so um, hey. I've been working on, this is uh, implementing this. This is uh, a big part of my morning routine, Hal Elrod's uh, The Miracle Morning. And um, I strive to start all my days. I'm not perfect. Uh, however, I do strive uh, to start my days with it. So it's uh, the savers. Uh, I don't always do all six. Uh, I'll just briefly go over them. So savers, S for silence or meditation, A for affirmations, V for visualization, um, E for exercise, R for reading, S for scribing or journaling. So this gentleman, basically, he studied um, uh, some of the most successful people and he realized that everybody had some sort of morning routine, did a few things. So he's like, well, this person does that, this person does that. So he just mashed them all together and does them for an hour before. So that's that's how I like to start my day. Um, I, I do, I, I watch a lot of motivational stuff. So I've seen a lot of it already. I've I realized and some of it I know by heart, but I'm still, I'm still watching, still filling my mind with that. Um, typical day again for me, this is i think probably what i love the most about this industry is i don't have typical days um and i live by calendars schedules um to-do lists <laughs> so um uh, i'm absolutely i rely on that heavily um and i do i plan for degree but I don't have my Tuesdays, they don't look the same from this Tuesday to next Tuesday, this Wednesday to next Wednesday, I mean, it's different things, which I think I love that the most. And at the end of the day, everything I'm doing is to buy my freedom back. So this whole portfolio I'm building, this, you know, what I do, and I think everybody, right? At the end of the day, we all work to be able to pay the bills, to be able to create some sort of lifestyle. Uh, but beyond that, I want freedom. Um, I want financial freedom for myself, for my family. And um, I mean, just last Thursday, I spent the bulk of the day with my grandma when we were at the doctor's and we did some shopping and I took her home. But if I was working a traditional nine to five job or, you know, if I had the typical days that most people have, I don't think I'd be able to do that. So um, typical day for me is choosing my schedule and again that doesn't mean that i don't work on my clients time i think a lot of people misinterpret that and they think just because we're in real estate oh i get to choose all no i'm still at the mercy if i may say that of my clients and have clients who can only see homes after working hours so that means i have to be available five to seven to eight p.m so th so that's fine too but the reality is that my, my days are flexible um i know what i'm focusing on i know what i'm building but at the same time, it's it's never really the same, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's great because you just answered my whole next question. So <laughs> we're going to skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell me what your personality is and how you think that impacts your business. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's an interesting one. I, I love people. Um, I, I think I'm pretty happy-go-lucky person. Um, I love life. Uh, I mean, again, I've seen enough of life to understand it's full of challenges. It's, it's, it's hard at times. However, at the same time, uh, I, I'm a firm believer that most problems can be solved, can be overcome. Uh, and um, I, I just approach things from a problem-solving mentality. And again, it's not even I can't take full credit like I stumbled across this myself. No, it was in books I've read. It was in stuff, videos I've watched. It's just, I, I think that's, that's, you know, just the, the best approach. So um, I, I think a lot of people maybe recognize that and sense that. And I know that even if it gets challenging, I'm okay with you know, rolling up the sleeves and uh, going above and beyond. So 
Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I think despite, and I'm like everybody else, right? I mean, I think people have anxieties, all these things. And I was telling my sister, you know, even at the conference, and I was like, don't be fooled here. Just because I'm, you know, I'm going up to people and introducing myself to random strangers. It's like, it's, I, I'm nervous too, right? You know, at the end of the day. So, <laughs> so I, I just. never would have known that when we met. <laughs> You just yeah. went right in and met all of us, and it was like we had known each other forever. So, <laughs> good job. Well, thank you. And again, it, it's effort, and you, you see what's possible, right? When you step out of your comfort zone. I mean, obviously, you, you meet awesome people. You make great, and great. You make great connections. So, um, if if I'm not willing to do that, it's very easy. You know, I could have just sat there. And, and it's funny, you know, I work with a gentleman, uh, Mark Z. So he says that he's like, look, I'm an introvert. At the end of the day, if, if I could, I would just any event, just hang out by myself. So to a degree, I, I experienced that a little bit. It's just I realized with what we're doing, um, it's important, obviously, to connect with people. And I, I, I do. I, I love I mean, I, I know I get this uh, from my mom. She always used to say she's like, it's incredible. You know, everybody has their own story, their own life, their own uh, struggles, their own joys and stuff. And like, and I get to understand that to a degree. Right. So. No, I can't possibly understand everything everyone's going through, but I realize that I do realize that again, everybody has their story. Everybody has what something they're contributing to this world, something that you know that they're yearning for, that they that they want to learn to. So, I, I maybe that's what <laughs> again. I just I, I want to be human, and um, I, I strive to be as human as possible. Again, whether I'm having a good day, bad day, I realize that how I treat people, my interaction with people, can affect their day and you know the impact i have on them so i, I just try to strive you know to be, to be happy and <laughs> to, to bring joy to people's lives and again not necessarily from a joker standpoint i mean i take what i do very seriously i realize we are helping people with the largest transaction in their lives some people are going through a lot of things in their lives while that's happening moves aren't easy some of these moves are caused by again job losses relocations losses in family divorces all sorts of challenges so um, it, it's, it can be challenging again to approach some of these things with an upbeat attitude and, you know, have a giant smile on your face while helping you know, some of these folks or some of these very, very tough situations. However, I think that's part of the reward is being able to, you know, be a force of good and a source of light for some of these folks during some of these things. So, um, so have you taken the disc profile assessment? Um, I, I think I've done it. Um, I can't remember if it was like on a website or how I would have done it, but I, I want to say yes. Um, I don't remember. Elsewhere, have you ever taken a profile assessment? Um, I, I want to say I have, but again, I don't have like a recollection of like printing results or something like that. Um, so. Well, I would like for you to take one and tell me what comes up because I okay. have. Uh, I have my opinion of what I think you're you would test, but now that you just told me all of that, I think I might be wrong. So, okay. So I definitely want you to take one. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta find a link. I, I think Tony Robbins uh, has he, one. Uh, he does. Yep. Okay. Take it on Tony Robbins website and then report back to me. That's your homework. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay, um, so you mentioned that you love helping realtors hit their goals and have success. So what advice do you have for a brand new agent or someone considering being an agent? 
uh, do it. If you're considering a career in real estate, do it. Um, 100%, the worst thing that could happen is you realize it's not for you and then you can go on and pursue something that you're passionate about or something you can have more joy in. As I mentioned earlier, this is one of the lowest entry costs to have a business in um, a business of this kind of magnitude, right? Because there is no limit to the income that you can generate in this industry. There's no, and especially again, not just to talk about EXP, but with a company like EXP, there is no boundaries anymore. So you can global build global organizations. It costs, again, let's say in the state of Michigan, our annual uh, cost, your first year in business is going to be about $3,000 required cost. That includes your school, your board, um, your first year of fees, even let's say for a brokerage at EXP costs $149 to become a part of EXP. That is an incredibly low threshold, low cost to start a business. If you want to open a brick and mortar business, I mean, you're looking at tens of thousands of dollars, leases, all these complications here, do it. If you're considering, if you're even just slightly, you know, there's passion, you want to go show houses, whatever it is, the worst thing that can happen is you realize it's not for you. And that's fine. And, you know, if you invested $3,000 to find out that real estate is not for you, that's okay then go do whatever you're happy about don't waste your whole life thinking well i should have done it i could have done it i would have done it and then you know 30 40 years down the road you're regretting not doing it so this is truly is it's a life-changing industry for the people who apply themselves and the nice thing about it by the way is you don't have to be born with special talents or again certain body features or body types or anything like that the reality is every skill here can be learned you know this isn't necessarily the mba where height advantage can uh, boost you or this isn't something like uh, you know with brain surgery or even violin players where you have to have you know perfect um, um you know uh, steady hands or something like that no this is all every skill required here can be learned and it can be improved so just do it um new agents um you mentors or coaches and for anybody considering it i guess this applies to them too do it and then once you're once you've gotten your license it's i encourage people to either plug into a team or make sure that you're with a brokerage that offers adequate training and support that you have mentorship and again the way our company is structured i have seven people financially invested in me so that's a little bit different than just having let's say seven admin staff at a brokerage the broker there is the only person financially invested in you so technically that's kind of one of the only people that really cares about you so me having seven people financially invested in me means that seven people who win when i win back to what i said earlier guess who wants me to win very very badly yeah. all those people so that's um awesome. i think i think that's important um if you're new you want to plug into somewhere where again you're going to get that sort of support where you're going to have people who actually care about your success um but just do it. Uh, it's an incredible industry. <laughs> For sure. So um, you, we all know that you're with EXP Realty, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, tell me how long you've been with EXP and what, how that decision or that even came about. Like, I want to know what was surrounding that event of okay. coming to EXP. So, um, yeah, in 2017, I was uh, recruited to Keller Williams. I sat down with the team leader of, at the time, what was probably one of the largest Keller Williams offices here uh, in Michigan. And basically, the training and the support is what really appealed to me. I had none where I was coming from. And then he said profit share. And 
to me it was mind-blowing because as i mentioned earlier i wasn't aware of any additional streams for the agent other than just the commission so that was a pretty mind-blowing concept so again i was like well, this is pretty awesome this is an additional stream of income to do something kind of in an industry that we're already working and then in 2018 i was invited to an exp mastermind with mr brent gove himself and i thought it was mind-blowing it really was i, I just I, I i mean i was like wow my days at keller williams are numbered i actually knew exactly how many days i had to stay to be vested at keller williams so if i wanted a profit share there so that's ultimately what happened um i saw exp i knew i would eventually go there i understood how keller williams profit share worked so i figured hey i'll get vested which God's timing. I'm glad I didn't join EXP at the time because the team and the, the, the people that I'm, whose organization I'm part of now, I, they were not in there yet. So basically, I'm not saying that I, the organization I would have joined at the time wouldn't have benefited me. It's just it works out very well. Again, the people I'm partnering with, they're literally in my backyard. Their office is 15 minutes from mine. So uh, that's, you know, that's where we're kind of building out of. Um, but yeah, it, the first time I saw EXP, I, I understood it. I, I knew the value. I had, you know, some questions, of course. Um, one of my concerns was, well, if it's just a cloud-based brokerage and no offices, that could maybe be challenging for newer agents. And then I realized we have more offices and some of the nicer offices in the industry. And again, because some of these mega teams and, you know, there's um, offices that are being opened specifically for us, just EXP agents. So, so it just made a lot of sense um and um, i joined officially 2020 um at the end of 2020 and um it's it's been the greatest decision i've made as far as the retail side of real estate goes again what we're able to do here i mean i've made more money doing the exact same thing i would have done at century 21 the same thing i would have done at keller williams i'm just compensated in more ways and better to do the exact same thing so for me it's a no-brainer um, this isn't a sales pitch about EXP, although we are incentivized to help grow this company. How incredible is that? So nobody is paying me to do this. It's just you and I. We understand that by sharing this vital and incredibly important information, because I think most agents and most people who see this would agree that it, it, it's good for us to know that one company will pay you this to do that. And then there's another company that will pay you for doing the exact same thing, a better commission and multiple additional ways to get paid. I mean, people need to know about that, right? Like it's, I feel like it's information that needs to be shared with people. And yeah. the fact that again, that EXP is gonna potentially reward us for sharing that information, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm, for sure. So since joining EXP, is there any aspect or part of your life that's different now? Um. Yeah, um, like I said, that uh, now what we're there is a bit more of a focus on building the team. So again, this reward that we get from seeing people experience EXP and be a part of this, and you know, have these additional streams of revenue opened up to them, um, it, it's it, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, I mean, just best decision I've ever made, honestly, and just from a financial standpoint, from a human and personal development standpoint um i don't think i could get again for personally i don't think i could derive the, the value from any other brokers that we have here at um, edxp yeah so basically what i am hearing through this whole thing is what exp has offered you is like the match to your fuel it's just like boom <laughs> it's just exploded yeah. everything you've done so far because of what you're getting now it 
and there's no end in sight. Yeah. So that's awesome. So um, what do you think the outlook is for EXP as a company? Um, I think we've assembled some of the best leaders in this company or in this industry already. Um, I think, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to continue to attract talent. I think we're going to continue to attract people who do real estate at a very high level, uh, people who want to serve at a very high level. Um, I think this is just the beginning. Um, we're 75,000 agents strong. And I think there's a lot of people who haven't even looked at this thing yet. And, and it shows because as people look at this thing, it's a very easy decision for most of us. If you have any sort of basic business understanding, it doesn't make sense to be an agent at any of these other brokerages. This is how simple it should be. It is a waste of our time as real estate agents to go serve brokers who want to leverage us and offer us no leverage. This is it. EXP offers the agent leverage for $149. I have global leverage. This is incredible. So this isn't the traditional starting a, a team and taking additional overhead, additional liability. This isn't opening a brokerage or spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy a franchise. I am a real estate agent. I don't even have a broker's license and I have agents in Michigan. I have agents in other states. We have some talking to some agents in other countries. So this is again what we're talking about as far as the outlook of this company it's going to continue to grow because more and more of us people like you and i good people who want to do good business who want to serve our clients at the highest level and who are okay with putting in a little bit of time to share this incredible message with other agents we're going to continue to spread the good word of this company we're going to continue to grow it and so long as its value proposition is this strong because at the end of the day this is why we're here this is the best value value proposition for me as an agent that I have seen and that I think is available. And being somebody who didn't even realize that there's additional revenue streams other than just the commission, this is mind blowing. However, with that, having gone through that and that being my story and my journey, I realized there's a whole bunch of people like me. Not only this is going to click for once they see it, but who are equally as blind as I was and thinking, well, you sell a house, you get commission. There's nothing more to this business. That's false. There's a lot more to this industry. There's a lot more to this business. And again, a company like EXP is changing the way we're being compensated. It's changing the way we're doing business because uh, I mean, you're, I think you're an incredible example of this. You're a dual licensed agent and you have one cap. How powerful is that? How many fellow agents uh, do we have like yourself who are, li uh, who are licensed in multiple states and they're paying multiple caps to multiple brokerages offices? So I think even just something like that, it's just, it's so agent focused. It's the value is, and again, when you take such good care of your agent, we're going to take really, really good care of our clients. So therefore the reputation, the brand itself, it's just, it's going to continue to grow and back to attracting quality people. I think we're going to continue to bring more and more quality people to this company and that that's, it's just going to snowball. Um, and again, the Mr. Uh, uh, who's it, Mark uh, Willis coming over, uh, making a pledge to get us to 500,000 agents. I, I think that's a pretty good indicator as to what we have uh, in store for the future. And for, the, for those of us who are already a part of this thing, I mean, I think we're just in great position to kind of help this wave of people who is coming. So whether you and I do anything about it or not, I think these agents are going to come regardless. And um, if we, you know, put ourselves out there and share some of this information with them, I think we can benefit greatly just because the way this thing is uh, set up. Sure. Well, this has been so awesome. Maristo, uh -huh. I mean, my team has loved getting to know you and your sister. 
And I just know that we are so excited to watch what you do with your career and all the big things that you're going to make happen. And it's just weird. Like we, we just happened to sit by each other at a conference. We didn't even know who each other was. And now we get to um, be a part of each other's business and encourage each other. And that's just my thing. I love that stuff. So So thank you so much for giving me your time. I know you're very busy and your time is very valuable, but I really appreciate you taking taking the time with me and answering my questions. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. And and I agree Uh, again, back to how awesome our collaboration is over here at EXP is just this global movement. Um, But definitely, I appreciate the the time. Thank you for having me and uh, look forward to working with you, continuing to build. Um, and I don't know if you can hear it. That's my dog. It's a, it, she's so getting a, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's feeding time. It's feeding time. So right on cue, she's uh, starting to get a little vocal. <laughs> okay. Well, we will stop our recording and uh, go from there. <laughs>